0: You're listening to Emma Nash, Screen Queens. Hello, you're listening to Emma Nash, Screen Queens. We're back again to tell those of you who are venturing out of their leggings and their homes to the cinema, whether you should bother, and also the majority of us, I like to think, who are still just streaming shit from home about whether you should bother to scroll past it or actually click on it and give hours of your life away to it. I'm Ash. Hello, this is Em. Hello there.
1: How is everybody?
0: Did you catch my shade for your new leggings there, Emma?
1: I think your should for my new leggings. Very <laughs> rude. I can't help it if I've adopted if I've adopted the mantle of leggings. But actually, when you said that, we have a, we have a little chat, listeners at the top of the show, where we talk about what we've seen. And of course, what I didn't tell you, what I forgot to put down, was I have hate watched two episodes oh, of fuck. Love, Sex, and Doom. I know. I but knew I can you were going to say that. Straight up, don't bother unless <laughs> you want to watch overprivileged people whining at each other with sort of the worst kind of over-entitled sex therapists it's, oh, it, it, it's, it's, it's as bad as you think it's going to be <laughs> and so that is so the
0: end it. of the review and a perfect time to bring in producer Stu who we should make hate watch it and film it because he is the polar opposite of a demographic of people who would think this is in any way competent television making. Stu do you want to watch Gwyneth Paltrow talk about vaginas and stuff or No?
2: The audio, um, the the audio medium has really paid, to the facial expression I just pulled in—it was like it was
0: confusion, <laughs> and like it's, yeah. like it's like why, why would you even ask? Because it that? sounds like a sexy trap, but it's not. No. <laughs> it's just yeah. bad, bad, badness. There's very little point in it. To be yeah. no, thank to you. you walking <laughs> advert for
1: her jumpsuits and heels while she leans up and sort of looks smug on a sofa and talks about her sexual energy oh Christ. it is is—it is honestly it's, 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 it's just as bad as you ever. think. Well, what did Iron Man
2: see in her? How,
1: how has she does at one point make some hilarious joke to this of really uncomfortable looking people it's like would it help if I put the Iron Man suit on and they all kind of laugh really nervously and it's no, just like we're to everything. have a
0: real discussion about our therapy here. Stop telling everyone you're a celebrity who was in a film.
2: I was going sniff my candle, sniff my candle, sniff it. It smells like my pants.
0: <laughs> it took me half a second to get what you were saying there. That was very aggressive. And that's how I feel when I see that candle advertised. <laughs> sniff it. <laughs> sniff. sniff. My goop. Sniff my goop. <laughs> sniff my goop.
1: I don't know if we're going to be able to hit those dizzy heights again in this show, to be honest. <laughs>
0: Smell it! Oh my God, oh. Emma, even even Italian balls yeah, well, around the house.
1: We have had a um, full-on half-turn because we have um, Italian Tommaso staying with us, who used to go to school with the boys and now lives in Geneva, because apparently his oh. father has a V-Posh job working at the Hadron Collider
0: in oh. Geneva,
1: in the IT section we have lots in common with students, mm-hmm. students are terribly excited, Sure, thought having works in
0: clicky clickies, yeah, bloop, bloop, bloop,
1: bloop. but it just basically means, I don't think there's been a night that we haven't had some waif or stray here, unless you sleep over, I've currently got one of oh. Judge Jago's friends, and my parenting has slipped to such a low standard, that I was just like, I need to record the podcast, watch whatever you want, they have selected, squigging, too hot to handle, no, squigging, oh. they've done cricket.
0: Too hot to they were
1: going to Jagger's mate judgy Jagger made him re-watch the visit which we're going to talk about in terms of creepy halloween films
0: yeah. so judgy jago watched
1: that for the first time yesterday has now re-watched that he was then going to re-watch it chapter two but it's remember it's three hours long so instead they've settled on too hot to handle but i don't feel like a top parent half term half term is a struggle but it's just a struggle between trying to do a bit of work because i think as i have mentioned before the chemistry industry is on Fire, chemical industries on it fire. Did. Not literally on fire, like my house. No, <laughs> on good <laughs> fire. Candles. On good fire. So, yeah, th- th- it's, it's a funny yeah. balance between work and trying to make sure your children see some light and don't just sort of sit and play Dark Souls all day in their fetid bedrooms. No, but I also let them have some that, downtime. Into that vibe just reminded
2: me of the 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 message that emma sent me earlier in the week was earlier in the week or earlier last week i forget but you sent me a picture of your 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 new chimney and said stuart are you feeling nervous i said no i'm fine i'm miles away you're not (laughs) allowed these
0: fires you with your multiple garden fires you can't even handle one we've we've ascertained this I then did send a picture though of Judgy Jago firmly on firewatch,
1: and I actually did send some other friends. And basically, everyone's report was the same. They can't blame him. That's while I was drunk watching one of our great views from tonight, Ash. I was having a marvellous time by the fire pits, I'm drunk watching Jackie Collins. Time. Anyway. Oh, that is a good one. Do you want to say what's coming up? Or okay. do you want to fill in about your week? Have you had anything fun about it? I've, I've had no. Italians to get COVID tested
0: and all the rest. Half of it. term, I agree, is not a fun week. And that's the end of the story. Oh. So that's me out. Me it is your first experience of it, and I tell you, they don't. I'm get not even that. working this week. I'm tapping out. <laughs> this is probably the the worst half term. is
1: February half term. I'm not going to lie to you because oh, Cheers, the weather's I'm, so, so bad. I'm so looking forward to that. At least you've got Halloween coming up, Ashley It's meant to be your favourite time of the year. It is meant to be, isn't it?
0: What a cloud of horror. <laughs> has befallen it i've not even decorated my home yet emma and that is that is 27 days late
1: (laughs) with the bad taste has actually bought decorations we have webbing strung around our lounge we have webbing and fake spiders oh i've done the front
0: door so the neighbors don't think i have completely lost it yeah so the pumpkin display is out front they've been painted black and glittered accordingly with a big spiderweb over the front door but no the interior is has not been touched
1: we um (laughs) just before we tell everybody what's on the show i just want to share with you that we have been watching um delightful tim is building a house for his parents on the small patch of land next when we bought this house we delightful tim your neighbor yeah delightful tim soon to be his parents are soon to be our neighbors but mm. it's meant to be a one-story one house, but it started at such a high level that it's almost as tall mm. as our house. And it turns out the only window they've got in it literally looks straight into our bedroom. So we They're going to have the shock of their lives. I only... don't know what the
0: merchants are like. I do, in great detail. And I wish I didn't, but I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like much and I chased him as we opened up the shutters and just found this one massive window morning. facing straight towards our bed. Good morning.
0: It'll be a sexy, sexy that made time, me off. sexy retirement home. Um,
1: <laughs> I'll tell everyone else.
0: what we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to briefly talk about the visit to start with, um, and all. Well, no, actually, we're going to talk about dear Evan Hansen briefly to start with, aren't we? And then the visit, and then reviewing proper. We're going on to midnight mass. Um, Stuart took that series for the team. Um, only murders in the building. are... Almost up to date on me. You're all up to date. Lady Boss, the Jackie Collins story we also saw. And then the brand new film in the Halloween franchise, Halloween Kills. Two years in the waiting for me. I was so excited to see it. Off we all went. But, dear Evan Hansen, we haven't made it to the cinema yet to see this, but it's out now. Emma, you have seen the stage play. And before we came on air, I nonchalantly brushed it off as something very similar to we need to talk about Jamie. And I did that because there was a gay teen as the lead character and I just assumed making an ass of myself. It's nothing really like we need to talk about Jamie. It's not simply a coming out tale, is it? As far as the stage play goes?
1: No, it is. It Yeah, because it came, it, it arrived on the West End of great fanfare post Broadway but it didn't last very long because of COVID, actually. We got tickets to go and see it in the February. Oh, is it that it was, new? It was to the West End. It opened oh. in Broadway. On Broadway, I think it opened in like 2016, 2017. Then mm. came to the West End, like I say, to great hurrah around... And it was early 2020 that we saw. It. I'm sure it was. It was just before mm. everything closed down. So it wasn't open for very long. Um, before it had to close, it's reopening quite soon. And it's very much of the time. So the songs in this are written by... Um, Paul and Pasek, Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, who did The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. They I know believe, how to pen a banger. Those two. I believe. I believe they did La La. Some of the songs in La La Land as well. So mm. yeah, they do know how to pen a banger, and the songs are very catchy. But no, it's a slightly sort of creepy premise about sort of a bit stalking, a bit. Evan Hansen himself is this very sort of um, awkward teenager who suffers some social uh, social anxiety, and then a fellow classmate who's been bullying him commits suicide. And through oh. sort of um, misunderstandings, the parents and the sister of the kid who's committed suicide believe that Evan was a really, really dear friend of his. And he um. doesn't do anything to stop them thinking that because, you know, through the sort of idea of, that of, of the That is completely media. not what I
0: thought this film was at all. I think I did get it really mixed up with um, everybody's What's talking it? about Jamie
1: no it's very it's very different I mean yeah no it's it, it's a very different vibe so it, it it's sort it of apparently good, creepy. and I enjoyed the stage show although I did feel it would date very quickly because a lot of it is that you know a lot of it is, is even done on on stage with the sort of screenshots of the Twitterverse and Facebook and, the, and as our social media moves on so quickly so thus bit, will this date uh, okay. quite quickly and I think from what I understand, the film is getting very mixed reviews in general and okay. bombed horribly because they have cast them. Well, they've cast ben ben them.
0: himself. Now. I was going to ask you, he was the one that played the lead in the stage show. He's too old now,
1: exactly. He originated it on Broadway in 2016. He's now 28 years old and probably looks 28 as well. And they've cast him to play a 17 year old gorky oh, high school Christ. senior, so that just makes Come the whole on. thing even creepier. I think it, it just puts a slightly scuzzy, I, I, it's not his fault because Ben Platt's got a gorgeous voice. And, you know, if you originated the part, but in this case, they really, like, the, like the we rest talked about with Everybody cast- Loves Jamie. Oh yeah, they,
0: they gave, they gave the, um, the lead who originated that role a role in the film. They didn't play fucking Jamie because they're now 10 years too old. The rest exactly. of the cast looks ace So you've got Julianne Moore and Amy Adams and also an actress I love called Caitlin well, not- Dever who is in Booksmart. One of the two girls in Booksmart alongside Bing, is her name Binky Felstein? Mm-hmm. Beanie Felstein, Jonah Jen Hill's Hill sister. Hill sister. Yeah, snap, oh. <laughs> we're so cute. Um, but I love her and she is an incredible actress. The cast looks great and I can't wait to see this. I've been meaning to get to the stage play. I didn't make it before everything shut down. It's on my list, same with Jamie, but I saw that film and that film was okay. I quite like that film. So I'm going to have to watch this before I make it to the stage to see it, I think. Talking of stage shows, Mm -hmm. though,
1: I have spent Mm -hmm. poor husband of bad taste is laid up with an Achilles tendon injury, which means he can't do as much sport. So to cheer him up, well, not really to cheer him up, actually, because I also, just because I was obviously feeling flush. I've spent more money than I've ever spent on theatre tickets to go and see the new production of Cabaret. (gasps) Oh, my God,
0: have you? Eddie Redmayne oh and, and, um, you, and Eddie Jesse Redmayne, Buckley. But Jesse Buckley but is my and, jam.
1: And it's this whole immersive experience. Yes. You know, they, they, like, they've set the theatre up to be like the Kit Kat Club, yes. And so you have to get there an hour early and you'll be yes. like, I'm very excited.
0: And I have done this. This is one of the productions I've done when I was in dance school and the you Kit Kat club. You didn't go clubs. to dance school, did you? Did oh you my God, have I not told you this, Emma? Never mentioned it. Have I not? <laughs> and you know for all these immersive theater experiences they try and shoehorn every nostalgic film in like you can do greece you can do back to the future all of this shit cabaret is the one that is made for that because it's what it is you're together with them and the way the so not many people kind of realize if they've not seen both the film and the stage play are very very different things and I think if you've seen one and not the other, you've got a very different idea of what it is. I there have is, not seen either. Have
1: you <gasps> can't believe it. I've never even seen Cabaret. The F- I've seen clips, obviously. And I so remember when the massive Ad- Alan, Alan Cumming... Alan Cumming, I was about to say, yeah. so
0: I prefer... So Alan Cumming as the MC is the MC for me. Much, More much, than Joel much, Grey. Much, much better than the original. He will always be the MC to me. I don't, and, and I I'd see past him.
1: I don't think Eddie Redmayne is going to take that away from him. Eddie Redmayne
0: is going to be effing terrible in this role and i have no clue how he even got an audition i'm not being facetious that is how strongly i feel he is going to bomb completely wrong completely because wrong. he's sweet
1: and affable and very rich in and
0: also we can't be having straight people playing these infamously deeply religiously gay roles that are so important to that community and we've just shoehorned in flipping red mane. it's not going to work and he's not good enough for it
1: it's a patriarchy Ashley. well I will report it's the back fucking patriarchy.
0: <laughs> you report the fuck report back, back. Anna.
1: and if it's good <laughs> I'll buy you a ticket
0: jam I am oh, um, we, we, we briefly mentioned as well that Jesse Buckley's in it with him as Sadie Bowles and Jesse Buckley is going to be the ge- actress of her generation she was in Beast she was in Chernobyl she was in Wild Rose and she is incredible. So, watch everything Jessie Buckley's ever done. Brilliant Irish actress. She is awesome.
1: And she has a cracking singing voice because, of course, she came, she first came to Crying. our attention.
0: That was the... Wild Rose, was no,
1: no, 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 no. She first came to our attention. Or oh, my yes. She in the old Graham North wasn't she? Search for a for a Nancy she, and Oliver. Yes, yeah, so she came second to Jodie Pranger, who had that sewn up from day one because she was older. Because Jessie Buckley was only 17 at the time. Yeah, no, Nancy's young,
0: an old But broad. was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I mean her stage, her wounds. Oh, she was wonderful. Yeah. Well, there you go. Jessie well, Buckley you know. for the win. Fuck you, Eddie Redmayne. Dear Evan Hansen, maybe check it out. <laughs> we really can't say either way. The other thing you wanted to mention Hatchy, as well... Songs.
1: I say about it. if you like the songs in The Greatest Showman, you're gonna. They're very, very similar. You can tell they're
0: the same songs. They're, they're so if you poppy like them. stage show songs, aren't they? They're not poppy... like classical stage show songs.
1: They're poppy. They're anthems. Show songs. I can't they're see p- it. They're, poppa- <laughs> they're poppy <laughs> anthems <laughs> that make you feel good. Poppy you know, the, 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 you know about the, you know the, about people who are different. Just like in The Greatest Showman, here I am or whatever. This is yeah. me. This is it's, that kind, it's all all that kind. of message You will be
0: found no matter what exactly. you are. Um, the other thing you mentioned as well that you saw because you're on kind of a, a horror film kick because it's Halloween week and this is the film I swear to God I saw but now looking up, this was just something I wanted to see and it just slipped off my radar because I love M. Night Shyamalan uh, against popular belief and The Visit is his latest thing well, it's, No, no, it's not it. latest it, it, it's, it's 2015 Oh, has he oh. done something since then? an done
1: Old, oh, which is the one where they're all on the beach. Oh, and yeah. And pass no, and they're are we it. counting
0: that as a film? No, we're
1: not. It's okay. I haven't seen it. I can't Don't help you. bother. This came up because Delightful Italian Tommaso was staying with us when we were mm-hmm. talking about horror films after Judge Jago and I were we'll talking about, about Halloween Kills, Watch the original Halloween. Tommaso said this is literally the scariest film he'd ever seen. And I checked out. It's only a PG-13 mm-hmm. and it's only an hour and a half long. So we are... Um, win, win. Win, win. win. So we rented it on Apple TV for the princely sum of £3.49. And um, it is <laughs> an enjoyable little curio where two relatively annoying child acts are like, it's kind of found footage. Nice. But also, and Stu will be excited by this, it does star Catherine Hayne, as in, you know, most recently seen in WandaVision. Oh, is she Ginger?
2: Oh, um, No, 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 no. She's not Ginger. She's, um, she played, is uh, she, she the one who played Agatha Harkness?
1: Exactly. But she's Ace. So, you know, she's not ginger, but she's ace, and she plays the mum. So, yeah, it's the story of these two children who the mother, when... when the mother, the mother got together with a much older man, had the two children. The, the, her husband, her, her husband, then left her. And when he left her, she had this huge row with her parents. And then she took the children, and, and she hasn't seen her, her parents since. But she feels the time is right for a reconciliation, so she sends the children off to go and stay with the grandparents while she goes off on a cruise with her new boyfriend for a week. Sounds Sorry, selfish, please.
0: it's not really. Um, You've got to take time for yourself, guys. Don't feel bad.
1: Tina Goop would say exactly the same thing then she'd say smell my candle," and then she'd say <laughs> smell my goop, yourself, smell, smell
0: my, my goop
1: um so they they it's anyway the, the daughter is sort of making a sort of fake mockumentary so it's got this whole idea of, of there being sort of found footage the whole time a bit Blair Witchy that way but they mm-hmm. go up to their grandparents semi-picturesque semi-creepy looking house in the cold wilderness I suppose of upstate New York or something and everything just is, is obviously a little bit strange. The I tell. Is...
0: Oh, no, go on. What's up with the grandma? Well, the grandma kind of, they, they see the grandma scuttling around at night. And they're not
1: sure why. And the grandpa mm. just says, oh, you know, she's um, she just has to go to bed at half past nine or else everything goes wrong for her. And if you see her, don't worry about it. She just suffers from insomnia. Oh. The granddad has incontinence, so piles up loads of used nappies around the back of the house like adult diamonds oh. around the back of the house and the son okay. is like a germaphobe so he's really he struggles with this. They play an inherently creepy game of hide and seek where the grandma comes out looking like the the girl from the ring with all the hair in front of her. It's
0: no from me dog. <laughs> so but the twist I also don't think I need to watch it though. I was about to talk about the twist and I won't tell people but when you told me you'd seen this, I told you what the twist was. I was like, oh, isn't it just this and this? And you said, oh, well, there's no point in you watching it. Then I'm like, they give that away so clearly in the trailer, which you hadn't seen. Which I hadn't seen. So is it very well hidden throughout the film because the trailer is, it's, Obvious within seconds. What yes, the, what the yeah, is. I would say it is actually
1: because we would, there was a lot of chat going on because obviously it's a whole noisy bunch of teenagers and and me and mm. judgy Jago. So there's all the chat going on about theorising while Tomaso has being very good and not saying a word, having seen it already.
0: And, and Italians it was, are very well mannered.
1: I think it was quite well hidden. It's a very you know, like I say, it is. A, it was a fun little. I always think that M Night sh- Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Shyamalan. It was a little bit of a case of Diminishing returns. So the Sixth Sense was obviously incredible. And then you kind of got Unbreakable. And then you went down to like he got a bit ahead signs. of himself, didn't
0: he? And I then liked he went- Signs. Signs is a masterpiece now. Hush now.
1: And then we got The Village. Do you think The Village was I a masterpiece? I also the-
0: liked The Village, but I didn't see the twist coming in Sixth Sense. So of course, I didn't see the twist coming in Signs. My mind was blown. Tiny mind it is. And was your I mind blown it.
1: by The Village as well? I mean, I must admit, I don't in ever see The Village, I didn't coming. see it
0: coming. I'm very no. stupid, so I didn't Stuart see this coming that, either. You think The Village is good, Stuart. I Come like
2: on. The Village. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Entire, we, that.
0: Like, we just recently re-watched it. Stuart likes it.
1: It's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it. looking Ginger Babe. Ginger Babe. How old is her
2: film? Two thousand and five, maybe? Wow, very young Bryce Tellers had and I don't even remember her being in it. I didn't even I didn't even Sir Can...
0: Step out of the car please. Sir. Well uh, well what I'll say I, I, I'm
2: gonna have to go back and review this.
0: <laughs> review your behaviour at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> it, you're right, two
1: thousand and four. It is oh yeah, and it is it's nearly dead all on. the in it. Anyway, Wildy so it was out. a fun it was a fun little I'm going to watch The Visit, you know. And
0: and an hour and 34 minutes. I need some more adult horror. I'm running out because I'm such a fan of the genre. I'm running out of stuff. And this looks good. And I was sure I watched it when it came out, but... Maybe it's just recently come to Netflix or something, and I thought, oh, this is new and fun. Well,
1: we—I did look for it, but I did have—I did have to rent it. But actually, it was money okay. well well worth paid because Judgy Jago's Great. watched
0: it uh, two and a half times in
1: the space of the forty-eight hours and we had Judgey it. Judgy is a harsh critic. A harsh critic. He's got lined up for Halloween night. He wants to watch The Shining, and I think he's going to be disappointed. I think oh, he's going to be bored. Dog shit. I, know. I keep to tell telling
0: this. I know. Is it you that hates? Um, What's his name? Who cheated on his lovely French wife and was in the new ship Star Warses, and in Moulin Rouge?
1: Oh, Evan, you uh, uh, and McGregor. You McGregor. Do
0: you hate you McGregor? Is that you? I did hate you McGregor, if you remember.
1: I then warmed to him because I watched Halston, which neither of you oh, watched, but I did. I did. Warm I to him, think
0: the new one he did is better than the Shining. This purported Doctor Strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, Doctor yeah, Strange, ever wake up? That purported masterpiece and Dr. famously Sleep hated
1: by Stephen King. The problem with the Shining is it's nothing like the book. The book, and if you love the book, you're not going to like the film. That's all there is to it. Having rewatched Kubrick's The Shining, note, it does it does stand up as a it's okay. piece of film art. It's good enough, but I don't think I think Judgy's going to find it
0: very dull. But we'll see. We'll see. Hug read. We'll see. But the visit by M Night Shyamalan. Where did you rent that on Amazon?
1: Uh, we rented, no, we rented it on Apple. But I think it's pretty much, I think it's probably available to rent on, it's a, on showing Amazon Showing well. for me
0: on Amazon for two pounds fifty. So I whatever know, you fancy, babes. Um, shall we switch over to another creepy thing? I gave this a go. I'm not sure if you did, M. But Stuart's stuck with it, and he wants to tell us why he stuck with it. Seven and a half hours of television, new to Netflix. Midnight Mass. Stu, tell us what it's about. So first, and then yes. why you stuck with it. Because you weren't sure after the first hour, I remember you saying last time.
2: So I, I stuck with this for a reason. First of all, I'll say we've done an unintentional segue because the chat behind this series, so- Mike Flanagan, also provided us with Doctor Sleep, which we just mentioned. <gasps> oh.
0: Oh,
2: unintentional segue in jingle. Did um, you see Doctor <laughs> Sleep, Stuart? No, I didn't. No, no. Okay. I, I slept through it.
1: <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> that is count one. One <laughs> more, and
1: then
2: you're
0: done. Um, I'm leaving the chat.
2: <laughs> anyway, in joke, people in joke. Uh, so I stuck. <laughs> I stuck with this because I am a huge fan of his preceding Netflix seasons. He did 2018. He did the Haunting of Hill House which I thought was amazing. Oh, that was amazing.
0: okay. Overhyped, I think. It suffered with the overhype, but it was good.
2: Mm-hmm. Then that was followed by The Haunting of Bly Manor.
0: I was talking about Bly Manor, not Hill House. Hill House was very good. Bly Manor was meh. Yeah.
2: As a follow-up, <laughs> it was meh, and I would go on to say that Midnight Mass is perhaps similarly meh, some lily a joyful meh? No, joyful is not the word for it. It's fucking depressing. No, I mean I mean
0: an enthusiastic meh. No, not it's,
2: even that. I, I'm conflicted. This is the problem. Okay. So I Let's I go. stuck with it for the entire season. Because underneath all the depressing crap that they lay on top of it is a very gripping story of a small community in coastal america um Mm -hmm. it's the story of uh, a priest who returns to his to his um parish we'll say it's not parishes in america but the equivalent Mm -hmm. and but it's not who they're expecting so that they're it
0: all centres around this new enigmatic priest doesn't it
2: correct and he returns having said oh your old priest has had to go to hospital like the Vicar of Dibley like the Vicar of Dibley but not nearly as fun no, nobody falls into giant puddles in this Aww. I know but um, it slowly becomes apparent over time that all is not quite what it seems and this I know and this and this whole little community is full of damaged people it's a it's very HP Lovecraft. It's um, a, it's a failed fishing community. and Right. So in, in that regard, f- failed fishing communities were very popular with Lovecraft in that all it takes is for one, one or several people of influence and power to enter the community and suddenly have a great deal of control and power. And in this case, it is the Catholic Church um oh no, it's, it's, well, it's, it's not entirely we know
0: different. it's all the stories are true guys that yeah
2: is. so the, this one doesn't focus so much on the stereotypical things that we might perceive being wrong with catholic church but it, it's it's an interesting twist and it's and the twist goes on and it gets deeper and deeper throughout the entire season and i don't want to tell you what it is because it is is it worth
0: it though the end yeah is it worth seven making and a half
2: seven... hours of tv stew oh, I stuck with it because it is very well made. It is a very looks beautifully nice. put together yeah. series, considering it is a very grey and miserable setting. Emma, you this have a question? Like
1: no, I was going to say, bit, well, I haven't... Because re- you messaged and sort of said I've, I've done it, you, you weren't hugely selling it, but I'm now sitting here looking at the cast, and now I'm more excited about it because you've got Henry Thomas from E.T., old Henry Thomas, obviously, <gasps> is mouth. in it he's playing someone called ed flynn i don't know his he's also you've got zach gilford who i love from friday night lights who just is one of yeah he's the best in friday night lights and annabeth is- gish who was in not only she was in i think mystic pizza and also shag like oh, the like best stage film of the, one of the henry
0: thomas has done nothing of note since et he has come out of basic retirement he's only been in kind of shit little bits of tv since in trouble didn't he maybe with child of fame anyway so you saying that th- th- there are good twists
1: in it and you saying it's beautifully made and me now looking at this cast in which i have at least three actors there that i haven't seen for a while that i really would like to watch get their teeth into into some roles particularly zach ilford who appears to have quite a major role in it playing riley finn i don't know if that means anything to you Stuart. But, um, yeah, I've, I, he's you know he's
2: cracking. He's a cracking actor. and I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, so that's... that's uh, Riley Flynn plays <laughs> one of the characters who so I was mentioning before, that these failed, damaged people who come back home to roost. Um, so the, the series starts with a car accident, and it's Zach Guilford's character. Sorry, Riley... Sorry, Zach Guilford's... I'm getting confused now. Yeah, Zach, Zach Guilford's <laughs> character, Riley
1: Flynn. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> Zach Guilford's <laughs> <laughs>
2: character, Riley Flynn, is in a car crash, and he starts off in prison at the start of the season and then he comes home because he's served his, what was it, four-year prison sentence for accidental... accidental. Is it that
1: old classic prodigal son coming back, just setting events and bringing up deb- buried secrets and feelings yes, and stuff?
2: That not even buried secrets because the secrets in this series are relatively fresh. But he he stirs the pot a bit because he, having gone through this experience of accidentally killing someone under the influence that's alcohol the dui isn't it what they call it driving under the influence mm. um and so like pat he,
1: butcher in east so one un,
2: so unlike this little what? fishing <laughs> unlike <laughs> this little fishing community which um all that has left is its faith he comes back with his faith unhinged he, he you know he's 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 seen the harsh cruel realities of the world for what they are and he and he's not prepared to partake in anymore but the fact that he's on the fringes of it he's the first to see something's wrong with it
1: so is, so i'm going to go back and ask the same question as sorry you asked. is it worth seven and a half hours Oh, is it? <laughs> is it? It's a lot to put on Stuart's shoulders. I know, it's a lot. Who uh, comes to shove? Uh, is it worth it? It's a very
2: big question. I watched all of it because I was gripped by it. So I would, I would encourage you to give it a try. Only thing you'll be gripped by it like I was or you won't. But okay. just be... Brace yourselves for the very depressing episode where they basically just talk to each other, two people on the sofa for almost an hour, about what you think happens to each other when you die. It's like, oh my God, this is so depressing. This better be going somewhere.
0: Hard pass from Stu for that one. <sighs> for that episode.
1: You, no, for that I episode. Think, I think it's a really... I think that is quite a um shining review that Stu took seven and a half hours time to watch this because I, in all the 54 episodes of the New Year's podcast. The amount of stuff I've said that Stu it's should watch, the amount of stuff that hasn't bothered watching or has started not carry on. Stu has quite a, he has a higher threshold. He has, because he has got a lot of time to spend gaming, a lot of time, like, you know, to, to, to do other things. Not like me, or he just watches TV, like, all the time. So I think the fact that you gave this a dedicated seven hour, a half okay. hour time, is quite a... Well, this is quite
0: a about via the back door a good review from Stu. yeah
2: it's, I, th- I think that is accurate i mean yeah like i say it's, it's it deals with a lot of difficult subject matter which traditionally i might turn away from and run but because i was impressed with the previous two seasons which i mentioned at the beginning and the haunting of sieves, and I thought, well, you know I'm gonna give this the benefit of the doubt, and i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna go hard or go home mm. and I, and I watched all of it, and it like I say, it was a challenging watch, but I don't regret watching it.
0: Has this broadened your t v taste at all? Oh to? God no. like Emma was saying, <laughs> <laughs> give um, me marvel things. <laughs> Right, yeah, no. that was going to be sort of my question, but yeah, okay, fine. Everything's in a holding, her, yeah, holding
1: pattern. Yeah, everything's in a holding pattern for Stuart until no. Marvel no. does no. Home Alone with Hawkeye.
2: Everything else is just filler. <laughs> actually,
1: while we've got Stewart, while we've got the Stew segment, though, because we didn't talk, we have actually we've, we have got other cinema releases we can talk about. Because Stuart went to go and see Venom. There will be oh, carnage. God. So, Stu could give us a quick two minutes on that.
2: Very, very, I very, think... very quick. Very, very quick. Because we didn't mention it at the top. F- this is a bonus is, review. Because there's
0: still tons, tons, and tons I of things of it. Personal friend Woody it in does it.
2: have your close personal friend Woody Harrison in it. And he does oh. a very good job in it. And I think. Is
0: this Marvel shit or is this different it, shit?
2: It's Marvel shit. It's Marvel oh. shit from Sony, sort of through the lens <laughs> of Marvel.
0: It's like half Marvel. <laughs>
2: yeah. But. Sorry, to ben. be brief, because we did mention it at the top end, because it's the sort of thing that it's I love.
0: It's fine. Off you pop.
2: It's very good fun. Um, it's obviously got Woody House in it. It's got Tom Hardy in it. It's got what I was very, very surprised by by Venom in this little bonus review. What it's even
0: like... is it about? It's so it's, it's, some, it, it, it's like k- a big slug with teeth.
2: <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird um, serial killer love story. It's got serial killer in Ash. Oh, I'm into Woody it. Woody Harrelson plays a serial killer. It's like that's oh that. My... What? Yeah. What? Why? Why? Why are you not watching this? Lead with that. So sorry, I should lead with that. Sorry. Woody Harrelson plays convicted convict Cletus Cassidy, who is an enigmatic oh. serial killer who has decided to spill his beans as he's close to death row. On journalist Tom Hardy.
0: Smell my candle. <laughs> Smell my goo. Oh God! Smell my goo.
2: And and so, so yeah, so um, Jed, in in the comics in the eighties, Tom Hardy uh, uh, is in prison with um, Woody House, and that's how um, the Venom Carnage spawn uh, the, the the Venom symbiote spawns a new symbiote called Carnage, and that happens in the interaction in a prison, and ultimately results in um, Cletus Cassidy breaking away from prison, and then the the, the rampage that that follows but it's not quite what i expected and as much as i said it's a love story as well because it's mm. it's a poor abused boy ends up becoming a psychopath granted but all he really wants to do is be reunited with his childhood love from the uh ch- the home for children where they end up so, so together but the thing that really bugged me throughout the film is who the love interest was and it's the character is called Shriek, who's kind of like a mutant, but they're not allowed to be mutants in Sony films because of that's still under the rights of 20th Century Fox, who is now under Disney. It's all very confusing. But mm. this character, Shriek, is played by someone who I have seen before, and for the life of me, I couldn't remember where I'd seen him for previously. And it's Naomi Harris, who, of course, has played Moneypenny in all of the new Bond films that we've just recently seen.
0: What have they done to her face? Or does she just look so she, different?
2: She has a scar, but she gets so into the character, and she does a whole different voice. It's just a roll-up. Never She's seen distorted her. Distorted her face with the up tongue. A whole different voice. And I just couldn't <laughs> place my finger on who the hell it was. And then, when I've gone away, I've gone away afterwards and reviewed it, I was like, well, yeah, she really disappeared into that character. She's done a great job portraying that character, and I wouldn't have been able to sort of guess. That said, the flip side of that is Michelle Williams is back in this as well, and once again is not got given a lot to play with. I think really
1: underwritten and underused. it's like the story of Michelle Williams' life. She seems Girl.
0: quite so a, for her but quite um a diminutive person as well, and she always kind of plays those roles. I, I'm surprised that they would drop her in the middle of a film like well
1: this. no she was in the first what 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 Stuart has not said it to you ashley because you know nothing about these kind of things I this mean, is the sequel to venom which care. and the whole idea of venom <laughs> is eddie brock who is our kind of hero who's played by tom, Hardy, is that that tom ends up being invested right. with this sort of creature it's like oh i don't know it's like it's like you know the idea and occasionally he kind of breaks out and, and venom wants to kill everybody and eddie brock's trying to keep him under control but the two of them have this kind of Hilarious to and fro. It, it, it's pretty funny. But his girlfriend in the first one is Michelle Williams. But obviously she can't continue being with such a because he's a bit of a waster and a loser. Eddie Brock is, and then he becomes a, you know, then he becomes infested by Venom. So she can't stay with him. But I think, it, but what you say about so she was in the first one, and then she gets together with it is Bobby Cannavale. No, not Bobby Cannavale. She she married someone well, hello, else anyway. Reed Scott. Don't get excited.
2: Reed. Um
1: But my point I was going to say about Michelle, Michelle Williams is really interesting because she was the one, if you remember. Hi, Brienne. Hi, Bri, Bri. She stood (laughs) up for the right, you know, for the correct. Oh, Brienne has put me right off, I think. Do you remember the Getty, the Getty, all the money in the world?
0: Family.
1: Not the Getty family, the movie they made about it. It Yes. All the money in the world. She was the one that came out and said, this is outrageous. Mark Wahlberg, when they had to pull it and to, to reshoot it and the amount of money they were then being paid. Oh, It was yes, Michelle Williams yes, who yes. made that stand and was like, this is outrageous. Why we am I are being paid £12 all?
0: and he's exactly. getting £50 million to reshoot exactly. the same number of scenes? And I wonder whether or not that's affected her. I of d- course I don't it know. fucking has, because why, Emma? Because she's a woman. The... Patriarch.
1: Yes. <laughs> it could be that, but then I also think that I do always feel for Michelle Williams because I do think that the loss of Heath Ledger, even though I know they weren't together then, I think that was an incredible tragedy for her and her daughter. And I think emotionally maybe she withdrew a bit from, I don't know. I love her. She's best friends with Billy Phillips. She seems super cool, but she is perennially underwritten, underused, and I don't understand why because she's a really luminous screen presence and I can't work out. She just seems to appear in a second banana in okay, venom, there maybe carnage is fun enough, but it's not you know it's so, not the stuff that Jessica Chastains being offered, for example,
2: so rough I to wrap it all up then, to wrap up the, the original review for for um
0: sneaky venom review yeah no. for, for, for
2: midnight mass <laughs> after seeing that venom oh, is what? my is my fun reward because oh,
0: okay, it's just
2: fun it's it's fun, it's rude, it's violent and it's a 15 so don't take your kids and they, and they actually had I, I laughed because they, they, they See, put unless on unless
0: they're emma's kids unless they're, <laughs> but, but they, i laughed
2: because they put on the light cinema social media feed once again we remind parents that venom versus carnage is a 15 under 15s will not be admitted to seeing it i was like
0: we got an email from school to remind us that the kids should not be watching squid game they're at a primary school and we're like i know shit sherlock
1: I think that's gone out to every primary school. Li- literally, I think every primary school in the country has been sent a standard really? email about your kids not watching Squid Game. Yes, because there are plenty of primary school kids. Because
0: it's game. Yeah, because kind of primary school playground games that they're engaging in. and it's But it's not terrified. the games that are the problem in Squid Game, is it? It's the fact that you get shot if you
1: fail at them. And let's hope you're not sending your children to primary school with a loaded weapon in their, in their rucksack. I mean, I'd
0: take it at this point, but we'll see. Moving on, <laughs> Venom is a is good. Stuart. Venom
2: is good fun.
0: Worth more of your time than. No, no, I, I think if I think for a, <laughs>
2: this review is going to go on forever. I think come that on, it was it's
0: not even supposed to be.
2: Midnight Mass is not supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's meant to be interesting. It's meant to be gripping, and it's meant to be serious and grown up. And I don't normally do that. Venom versus Carnage is the opposite, but it is fun and I loved it.
0: <laughs> You're growing up, Stu, in front of our very eyes. It's well, weird it and confusing, is... I hate it. <laughs> I'm loving this show. I'm feeling it's turning
1: into like the equivalent of a freeform poem this week. I quite like it. It's like beat talking. Yeah.
0: No rhyming um, couplets, no. Venom no, is no.
1: everywhere at the cinema. Like I say, I was checking I was Venom's checking, checking it out everywhere. and it some of it so obviously people are
0: lapping it up. Midnight Mass is available on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you so fancy this one so Emma I have finally done moving on I've finally done some homework set by Emma I don't know why I aggressively ignore everything you suggest that I watch because we have similar tastes in a lot of ways are the same um, person but I just ways, leave actually. it in many ways you're, you're the fade to my polio no other way around Um, Other way around, yeah, sorry. You've been telling me about Only Murders in the Building on Disney Plus now for weeks. And I think the reason, because you suggested it, I've just ignored it. I love every actor in it. I love the premise. It's about fucking murder podcasts. They are my life. And I don't know why I didn't pick up on it. I finally broached it today, and I am four episodes in, but Emma... Tell us what only murders in the buildings is a boot.
1: <laughs> I will do. Okay, so only murders in the building is I. I'm just gonna preface this by saying I think you've also been turned off it, Ashley, because it's um, Disney Plus. I mean, we all know how you feel about Disney Plus and their ownership of the world and patriarchy. But this is a 10 episode limited series. It was on Hulu in the states. It's on Disney Plus in the UK, starring. Steve Martin, also co-created by Steve Martin and a guy called John Hoffman, who I can see kind of produced Grace and Frankie and that kind of thing. But it brings back two of the three amigos in the fact that Steve Martin and Martin Short, and then the third part of their comedy trio is Selena Gomez. And the three of them live in a very delightful and gorgeous um, apartment building in New York. I
0: have a question, by the way, for people... Um, born in the 80s. What's the Three Amigos? Is that something that they were in with someone famous? The Three Amigos was Chevy Chase, Martin Short, and um, Steve Martin.
1: It was, I think, about 1987,
0: 1988. Oh, well, I was born in
1: 1987. It's like, it's a collab. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I do
0: forget that. I'm so yeah, okay. I'm so embarrassed.
1: But you know, for our older listeners, they might enjoy that. They might enjoy that reference. I'm trying to think of what else I feel like Steve Martin and Martin Short must have done all of stuff together. Probably most listeners. Know I'm
0: sure they would have been um, in Second City or The Groundlings. They came up together in, in, in comedy school
1: would have done and they were also then in Father of the Bride which is obviously a mm. massive hit for Steve Martin in the so 90s. he was the
0: father of the bride and he was Am- Frank. Martin Shaw was so Frank, Frank. The wedding, the wedding planner. planner. Frank with the cock.
1: The best. Frank. The is- with the door. Frank. Frank is the best. I love Martin Shaw and, and having anyway t- cut back. Cut
0: Three back. of them live in this very posh building. I'm going to talk about Father Bride again though but you continue. You can do that.
1: Steve Martin is an ex-70s TV actor kind of like he played a sort of Bad kind of um Columbo, Kojak. Or Kojak um, Columbo type, yeah, yeah type back in the day called Brussels. So he's he's there on the background of his you know, he's also like one of those sort of actors resting on his laurels. And he, mm. in the very first scene I think has him expecting to have a picture taken and he, he oh, thinks that and was it, embarrassing. it's kind of yeah. heartbreaking and embarrassing. Because also, of course, in real life Steve Martin was very depressed when Dennis Penis you, you may or may not you're probably i him. do
0: remember Penis. dennis pennis just dennis about Penis, who was i like shouldn't a... have been watching him but i did i was too young but i did trying to remember what his real name is but he was a uk comedian he's no i yeah because he's since gone on to do other stuff i will find his name because he was a what did dennis comedian? Penis do to him the
1: i'm gonna tell you dear international listeners um he used to he oh he's um he's paul k who's now quite paul a well-known he's a very actor.
0: good yeah serious actor now but he was kind of a mm. shock jock on tv back exactly. in the day, and he used to turn up in character on red carpets and kind of do a fake bit like and ali movie. g mm-hmm. did and the sasha brown Martin, character. yeah
1: he jumped in front of him and he had a bbc microphone was on the bbc and it was something something steve martin's doing and steve martin's kind of like low patch let's say which is maybe 15 years ago And he just held the microphone and Steve Martin literally stopped talking to someone else and was like, oh, the BBC, I love the BBC, I waste my time for you guys. And Dennis (laughs) Benes was like, why the fuck aren't you funny anymore, Steve Martin? And it really, if you you could search it up on YouTube and it was was pretty cool. And I don't think Steve Steve Martin, anyway. white guys can take it. Anyway, Anyway, (laughs) he's come back and he's co-created this. So he, Martin Short, who is a kind of Failed theatre entrepreneur who is just living, but he Martin Short is so he's flamboyant, fabulous and so the fabulous. Ever, I so, love everything he plays. But absolutely on his uppers, which again you find out in the second episode, where he has to go and borrow money again from his son, rather yeah. embarrassingly. And he's just it's living so way beyond his means. And Selena Gomez, who is very young, and we don't quite know how she can afford this apartment in the building. That's still a mystery to us. Mm-hmm. But on the first day, Tim Kono, who is another member of the who lives in the building, is killed. And the three of them are all obsessed with this particular murder podcast. And this is how they get to find each other. And they decide they're going to make their own podcast. And they are going to get to the bottom of who murdered Tim Kono. And the title, Only Murders in the Building, is they say their podcast will only ever cover Only Murders in the Building. So only things that happen in the building will they cover. And there's a
0: lot of it. It's a br- it's brilliantly they are three very disparate people, not three very, so the older gentlemen are kind of similar, but disparate in different ways. It's a really interesting trio, and I love it so much for that. And I don't know why I held off so much watching it, maybe because it was Disney+. Plus I was jarred by the fact you've sandwiched Selena Gomez in between these two people that are very similar, and I know where I am with those two guys. And I do get the warm feeling seeing them again because films like *Far from the Bride, I just raised myself on and I adore rewatching those kind of things over and over and over again. But Selena Gomez, and I hate to be part of the patriarchy here, I was thinking that this young female upstart is not going to be able to slot into this kind of comedy greatness and what's she doing here and why have they hired her and she is impeccable in this. It's brilliantly cast and they all work fantastically together. And I adore all three of them. And I especially like it because it's, I think I texted you when I was half an hour into the first episode, like, this is quite cute, isn't it? And you're like, yeah, I told you. But then two or three episodes in, I don't trust any of these fuckers. And none of these fuckers trust each other either. And they are all dark. They've all got stuff going on. The fact that Martin Short is trying to borrow money off his grown-up son is the least of everyone's worries. That's the least bad thing each of these people has done. They all have secrets, but they're all still so warm and personable. And that's why I quite like this new genre, and it's quite fitting that it's on Disney+, Plus, of the true crime kind of comedy thing that's taken a grip of everyone. You need a new twist on it. And we kind of super, super, super love these people, but then we're going to have to hate them too. They're not monsters at all. They live among us.
1: It's it's um it's quirky. It's very as the husband the bad because it, t- it took husband the, in the bad taste. Design
0: porn as well. We'll talk about that in a minute.
1: <laughs> it, the husband of the bad taste. It took him at least two or three episodes to get on board with it. But now we've only got two episodes left, and he is thoroughly into this because it is. It's a proper murder mystery as well as being a comedy of manners, and it is. Like I say, super New Yorky, super Steve Martin.ey That's what doesn't. That sounds does. like this is very Steve Martin. Your little
0: zingers and exactly. your little um, sort throwaway of lines, physical comedy. Yeah,
1: it's it's sharp. It, it's sharp, and it looks great. And it's that whole kind of upper east side New York look to it. Which I haven't even, seen Even for a the long, rundown nothing. apartment
0: that Selena's in is gorgeous. The spaces, well, kind of... the ceilings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've missed a bit of New York, you know, like I've missed a bit of Sex in the City and Girls and this kind of thing. Like, I like a bit mm. of New York, New York action, very specifically New York. It, 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 you know, Selena Gomez's wardrobe,
0: yes. you and I were also lusting oh, after. Yeah. She has a fine line in cropped jumpsuits. Jumpsuits, boots oh, and 70s miniskirts and polos. Let's do it.
1: And later on, you're going to find out that um, Nathan Lane pops up in it. Um <gasps> Sting. <your> front mouth. <laughs>
0: Sting pops Sting up. Sting I've seen. I've yeah, seen that- Sting.
1: I quite enjoyed that whole ridiculous cameo from Steve. Yes, it was
0: very... And Tina Fey, my Fey to your polio is in it with her brilliant radio voice. A bit like mine. A bit like mine. That
1: is why you are, Fey. Um, That's why. Yeah, yeah, when I listen back to these podcasts, actually, I realise how much better you train radio voices than mine.
0: Oh, mm, no, you've got the distinct one, though. And we need differences. So my favourite, talking about this, so I i'm obsessed with true crime podcasts and my favorite podcast my favorite murder which is world famous the reason the only thing people really complain about that podcast is because the two women who host it have very similar voices and you can't really tell who is who and it doesn't work so we need the gravelly polio against the classically trained Faye would be me changed,
1: I <laughs> so yeah oh, and, I, and i feel that not enough people are aware of this because i do feel I that agree. a lot of people have got disney plus because obviously and disney Marvel normally throws
0: disney. money behind the advertising for this mm-hmm. kind of stuff and what are they doing i think they're throwing away their adult content disney plus
1: it could be because it was Hulu in the states maybe so maybe it's part of that whole star mm-hmm. thing that disney plus heroes got going on i don't know but I will I say as well. I have no
0: idea it was Hulu. Okay. I
1: watched this year. I, I was watching it when I was watching it. And I said to about I said, this makes me belly laugh at least four times an episode. And that is not a I given with things. It's really. <coughs> never going to
0: defy you again unless it's, it's a novel thing. I'm going to watch whatever you tell me. It's, it's to watch, funny. This it's quirky. Is
1: it's tightly plotted. If you like Murder Mystery, you'll like it. If you like podcasts, you'll like it.
0: And, and, if you it's, like and it's comedy, warm and like cosy. It. And it's that nice insular watch. Like, you're going to be pleased to go back and visit these people. You're going to be happy to sit down with them at night. You're going to want to go back and see what they're up to. It's, it, it's not stressful.
1: It's really funny you talk about Selena Gomez because I... am Not really funny, obviously, because she's in this. So it's quite I can't understand
0: about. how she got cast in this. This is a I, huge gig. And she's not a big actress. She's a singer. Well, I only know actress. her
1: from being, like, just in... Beaver's girlfriend obviously yes. and a bit of a, and then 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 the voice of I think she's even called Mabel in all the Hotel Transylvania movies oh, is she? but I love her she's voice incredible. she has
0: this weird croaky gravelly yeah. kind of baby but not her voice is awesome she's deadpan she's nonchalant she is wonderful she's not done a lot and I am surprised they gave her this gig and I think maybe cuz disney plus made it and they know her they know what she's like to work with because she was on wizards of waverly place i think it was when she yeah, was, she, younger. was a, she was a child mm-hmm. she? she's she been feels- taking some time out but she super deserves this and i've just she's just blipped off my radar um I'm, and i'm glad she's back i'm going to excite Stu with the news
1: that she is allegedly currently dating now chris evans and i think they make a
0: top which chris is chris
1: evans chris evans is captain america I, yes. I obviously don't know what
0: that is. It's probably
1: actually the
2: best Chris. I think he may be the best Chris, yes. <laughs> the, the, the Alpha Chris. Speaking of Chris, um, I would thoroughly recommend to you and to all of our listeners, too, when you get a chance to jump away from this podcast, once we're done, of course, and go and watch the new teaser trailer for the next Disney Pixar film, Lightyear. Chris Evans is going to be voiced.
0: Oh, out. I Light have seen... Oh, it's that guy. Okay, I know what Chris that is.
1: Right. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet and I'm really super excited. I am, yeah, I am super excited. So
0: this excited. is... Is this live action no. Toy Story? It's no. A, a new... But young Buzz Lightyear, is it? Prequel so Buzz Lightyear? The premise is, is that we are milking seen... some
1: Toy Story is
0: yeah, what I know.
2: We've seen, we've seen Buzz Lightyear in, in Toy Story one through 4 but the toy of Buzz Lightyear is based on a character or a TV show within that universe this is the tv show of that universe it's very meta
0: yeah i didn't understand any of those words but okay just <laughs> a bit there but yeah i
1: get it self-referential <laughs> okay okay so this is the character that meta, okay meta. Okay, okay, meta. what's what's the truth what's the trailer but then uh, uh, watch any murders in the building it has been renewed for a second season Oh, so you has. haven't got that danger of getting into something and then only to see it go, because that can, you know, that can be sometimes upsetting.
0: they've chucked some cash at this. So they've kind of had to go into a second series, but they're going to need to up the game with pushing it, advertising this because they're not going to be getting the viewing figures they need.
1: No, they'll be getting people like me, of course, who grew up with stuff like The Jerk. And uh, so, the man with two But brains. we
0: love those old guys. All those amazing Steve The Lena Martin. Gomez fans aren't going to be watching this.
1: No, I know, but I'm just trying to say that, you know, you have got, you know, it, it is a joy to see Steve Martin front and centre having, you know, because he was really, you know, he, he was, he was a comic, he's a, he is a comedy genius.
0: People don't and, understand and kind of went into how the little, little s- yeah, and how little choice there was. Back when we only had like four film channels and the movie industry was different, if you saw Martin Shaw or Steve Martin's name listed in a film, you knew you were in good hands and we just went to see it. We just did. And can't. to have them as a gift together on TV week after week is just lottery can't. win.
1: Still can't believe it. Three Amigos that did admittedly come out the year before you were born. <laughs> so maybe that's why. And Chevy Chase is undoubtedly... I don't.
0: Chevy Chase <sighs> Wait, is, this. is... Chevy Chase is a cunt. He's problematic. I would say he's everyone says he's the worst. Everyone says he's the
1: worst. Emma don't he's gonna
0: sue me for that. but I just realized that you hadn't said it. Well known, cunt. Well known Emma (laughs) Language. What Stuart? You haven't bitch you were breaking those C bombs out weeks ago. Yeah, but it's it's Emma. (laughs) Come on, Stu. Drop one. What's Chevy Chase? Go I'm on, not going to it. say it again. I have no need
1: to say it again, but it is known that he's not the nicest man in the world. Whereas Completely I believe that Martin a-hole. Short and see Martin possibly are. That's so funny. you I'm do know that him Martin, to
0: be Martin Short is very best friends of the Levy's family friends from childhood. Eugene Levy be. and Dan Levy, yeah. Schitt's Creek. So he's gonna they're be very massive. best friends. And Martin oh. Short
1: is my <laughs> absolute favourite in this. I love he's him. I love his character. Incredible. I would like his I
0: really, really love this and this is, I have said it has turned me around on ignoring Emma's homework suggestions because this is a top, top, top choice and so I can't understand why it's so underplayed by Disney Plus and Hulu they should, there should be huge marvellous Mrs. Maisel level campaigns on buses and on billboards for how brilliant this TV show is I love yeah. it it's my favourite thing this week, despite the fact that what should have been my favourite thing is coming up last, but Only Murders in the Building Fantastic. on Hulu if you're outside of where we are or on Disney Plus, check it out, 13 and up or 12A if you're in England. So Emma, I didn't realise you didn't see this next thing when it came out because I I didn't even bother talking to you about this because I just assumed that you would be seeing it immediately because it's so up our street. Trashy you... girl, bitch, huge boss, 80s gossip oh. shite. And it's even amazing. more so
1: for me because I did grow up with... Um, with yes, Peter you Brooks lived this. Jackie Collins, they were in... They were the books, along with lace, that were in my mother and my sister's bookcases that I would pinch Did at she, the Did she do one about,
0: with a riding crop, was it No, called? that's
1: Jilly Cooper and that's right. Oh, Cooper.
0: that's the other bad one. Very lady. different. Naughty.
1: Actually, I'm much, lady. I'm a Jilly Cooper, I can reread and reread and reread. Jilly Cooper's amazing. Jackie Collins, mm-hmm. I never quite got on board with in the same way, but there was definitely enough raunch when you're 13 years old to pinch it from your oh, sister's bookcases thanks. and check that shit out. Anyway. Sexy are- time. We are talking about the documentary Lady Boss, which is a Jackie Collins story, which just mm-hmm. hit BBC iPlayer. But Ash, mm. where what, it was, it, I think it had a very small cinema release, didn't it? And it was
0: available to
1: stream, I believe, when it came on. I saw it the Crime.
0: second it came out, and I was waiting for it, and I loved it. And I honestly am not sure why, because to tell everyone who they are. So Jackie Collins is a kind of a lit bodice ripper writer is that you cannot call her a bodice ripper no because that's period drama isn't it jackie collins is sister of joan a sister of joan the big hollywood actress dame 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 Joan. joan collins um but jackie collins is kind of i'd never thought of her because i didn't grow up with the two of them as the kind of underdog or the beater to the alpha that was joan But in this film, it's made quite clear that Joan was the star and Jackie was the underling. But I always knew of them as equal growing up because they both had their time in the spotlight. And I knew them as both being as equally famous women um, when I came to know who they were in the 90s. But she kind of Jackie followed her sister to Hollywood and got some bit parts in movies. And she was what would have been in class then as a late professional bloomer when she finally got into writing these books and then started to eclipse her sister's fame with her infamous stories and her brilliance when she's um, on her press tours about them, she interviews so well, so effervescent, so engaging. Um, but always had the shadow of Joan Collins over her. So there's this brilliant Who Killed Baby Jane kind of tinge to it with the sister rivalry. But I just loved, um, on top of the story about the real women, how this is made. It's just the most engaging documentary, the most brilliantly laid-out story, the narrative and the timing of how everything is poured out is fucking incredible to me and the director is almost brand new she's done not very much at all Laura Fairy or fairy I'm not sure how she pronounces her surname she's done not a lot but this is an incredibly created doc it's even if it sounds like a bit of a cliche you don't need to know who either of these women are and you will love this film you will I think
1: you, you're so uh, being somewhat older well not somewhat older we've just discussed what year you were born in <laughs> I was
0: you're 13. half a generation yeah. ahead so, yeah.
1: yeah I know you guys made the year I know nine eighty seven was a great year um, 97 was the best year <laughs> so yeah I grew up with, and it's funny you say that because totally Jackie Collins was also, I found out after what she's documented she, she sold 500 million books Stephen King has only sold 350 million books. Shut your fucking Phenomenally mouth. Phenomenally successful. I did not know that. Not Will, know that. Much just like, oh, probably like Wilbur Smith. Wilbur Smith has sold like 120 million books. She is so she is, compared to Joan Did Collins... Did you who, think
0: Joan was more famous? Though, no, than you no, no, I didn't.
1: Up. I think growing up, I always thought Jackie Collins was a bigger oh, name, but obviously no she thing. herself didn't. Because they do this glorious thing in the documentary where they're writing, where they use the extracts from her dying, it's like, went to a party game with Joan, I just felt so big and awkward, because she was taller.
0: Joan Collins was yeah. obviously the prettier She's starlet. The English kind of, Marilyn Monroe in a lot of ways yeah, being touted around that. Hollywood. But actually...
1: Other than you know, Dynasty came, but when Dynasty came, that's when Jackie had found her star as well. So the two of them just kind of she's almost kind of like,
0: older then as well.
1: Are imitating life. The two of them were just shoulder pads and drinks being thrown in mm. guys' faces and you bastard. And mm. it's, and I think that, that, um, Jackie O's most famous books are the ones of Star Lucky Santangelo, which is kind of chances and lucky, and she is this feisty sort of mob daughter who grows up to take over the whole business and also gains control of her own sexuality. This is Lucky Santangelo and I think that probably Mm. this is a little bit of wish fulfillment with Jackie Collins writing it. Having said that, watching this documentary, how fabulous. That they're at least they cut to about eight people who are like hi i'm so and so and i was jackie's best friend and she obviously had this ability to make everyone feel like they were her best friend she had so many people who wanted to hang out with her including her three daughters who don't have a bad word to say about her she worked her ass off i think to an incredible
0: with... relationship with her husband like it was so lovely to hear about that the last husband because the How first he treated husband her terrible, terrible. Oh, yeah. no 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 yeah and then a little bit like we were talking about the, that Tina Turner documentary
1: after you know maybe a, a, a somewhat abusive, oh that lovely
0: man that yeah. just adores her and it's exactly. just, she
1: deserves it and I and I felt the same with Jackie Collins and you, and you and you, and I remember and she she also Jackie Collins took herself through such dignity through her breast cancer diagnosis I, she died incredibly she didn't announce she died incredibly suddenly
0: yeah I Although did. obviously
1: she'd been living it for a while
0: yeah I do wonder about that with her. Um, and the salaciousness that's kind of left out. And I, I'm i buying into the press mess with this about what the relationship between the sisters was like at the end because she didn't really tell her sister about it, apparently. But then Joan, I guess, is being quite respectful and doesn't address that at all. What? And the way I think I read in, in, in what the very famous Dame Joan is saying in, in the documentary, she has a lot to say, she chooses to be very respectful and chooses to take that high road regardless of what their relationship was which also speaks to the kind of person that Jackie was so she does not want to tarnish that person's name th- she knows people love her and I
1: think no I, I don't I don't think there's anything more so I think the two of them were you know I mean they, they were daughters of a talent agent when they came from London they were daughters they, they, I think the two of them made their own way and made different ways but it just reminded me all over again, like I say, of how massive everything was. Hollywood wives, Hollywood husbands. It's great mm. when, when they clip back and she obviously picked up all of this stuff at these parties or whatever and just used it all as ammunition in her books. Yeah,
0: that's what we didn't I, mention. So it's, Her books are her books are, are reality, but there it's reality. Yeah. So everything you hear in there is a wife or a producer. Oh, it would have a mistress that she's yeah. spoken to. She has met a party. They've told her something that happened in their real life, and it's made it into the book. And there are people that they interview, and they're like, "I know I've made it into our book. I know she changed my name to this, but I know for a fact that was me."
1: <laughs> Weinstein, I think, would have probably come Fat to a fall oh, yeah. much sooner had she still been around writing books, you mm-hmm. know, in the in the naughties in the and the teens. Her writing has become a bit dated. Soon enough, Weinstein, but there's on. a. Weird misogynistic element to her writing, actually, considering she is such a powerful woman herself, and that, and and like I said, maybe this comes from this fact that she always felt like the ugly duckling of it. I don't know. That was it, doesn't delve very deeply into it. They do start to
0: touch on bits like that, don't they? But they don't, yeah, I forgot that, but that's not
1: really our place to go that deeply into it. No, I drunk watched it by the fire pits, I won't lie, and I just (laughs) I was like, what a what a woman. <laughs> I, was, I, yeah, I was just like, that's phenomenal. Like I say, 500 million books. My and goodness. is the truth. take our hats off to her. Because...
0: You can be a bloke who doesn't know who Joan or Jackie Collins is. You can be someone who doesn't care for that kind of literature. You can be someone who doesn't really understand who they are or what they did. It's such a well-made film. You will love it. It's exciting. It's not... A normal documentary. I don't think we should call it a documentary. It's an exciting, no. zingy film, and she happens to be the focus of it. Yeah, it's I, brilliantly made. I love it. Go find Lady Boss. On yeah, BBC iPlayer. So I'm Easy I'm glad find. they put it on the iPlayer, but definitely go find Lady Boss, the Jackie Collins story, wherever you can get it. It's grand. Moving on to the finale of our show. It's Halloween week. This is my favorite holiday ahead of Christmas. I in I watch horror films and Halloween films year round, babes. It's just my shtick. It's my vibe. I adore them. The Halloween franchise itself is a particular favorite of mine. We got Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic, obviously take precedent. But if you're talking about these big franchises of horror films partner with the good shouts and I have screamed together that's us our first date scream one two and three but on my own it's the Halloween franchise I've been waiting for the new Halloween film to come out for more than two years it was supposed to come out of Halloween 2019 I can't remember why it got delayed obviously then we bowl into lockdown in 2020 so we skip a Halloween here we are Halloween 2021, I've been waiting for it, super excited, um, it's a certificate 18, very exciting, it's how not scared often... was I going into it, how scared Emma was I actually? did not want to do this, did we give you half a bottle of Prosecco, I think that sorted you a little bit out, she didn't want this, Stuart probably not up for it massively either but bold straight in, good attitude. Um, certificate 18 means it might be horrible and scary. Top trumps means that we have the original cast back in the shape of Jamie Lee Curtis, who is Michael Myers' sister. He's been stalking her for decades, once her dead. We have a real housewife of Beverly Hills, which is another favorite show of mine, Kyle Richards, who was a child actress reprising her role. Michael's back to the original town that none of these people move away from despite knowing that the serial killer comes back and tries to raid it every few years. And then the brilliant Judy Greer back in her role as Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. Um, In terms of storyline, all I can tell you is that Michael Myers comes back to the same town again and tries to kill all the same people he tries to kill again. There was a big cliffhanger at the end of the previous film where Jamie Curtis and Judy Greer as a mother-daughter duo with her daughter um, thought we managed to trap Michael Myers and burn him alive in their house. They've been waiting for him for years. And of course, at the beginning, we magically see that this man has somehow come out of that inescapable trap i am good at this kind of genre it doesn't freak me out so much i was not scared by this at any single point emma you are freaked out by this kind of thing did you feel scared at all so
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, halloween and the genre I did watch Halloween, the original Halloween, the very original Halloween. You recently rewatched it, yeah? Halloween. No, I watched that when it, I watched that. Maybe when I did a film course, probably about. Two, I didn't really remember. So it. the
0: little girl with the brown fringe is back. That's Carl Richards.
1: re Re-watch, rewatched it after I watched this, but I did definitely didn't see. So this is like a reboot of a reboot of a reboot of a reboot. I also watched Halloween H two O, but that's back in the year two thousand in a um cinema they, in her. They gave it a good
0: go in the two thousands, like trying so to do something different with the franchise, but they're just going back to old school with this. It's just 2000- Michael coming home well and in 2018 again,
1: again, again. you've got david gordon green who who is the guy behind pineapple express and other you know, other artsy films that also and i think this is written this was the script was written with danny mcbride the guy who does the righteous gemstones oh, and Vice principles so they came back with halloween so in let's 2018. put a
0: hilarious comedy writer on and see how that goes um it's pretty dark danny McBride. so th- th- he th- this comes on with and, but This
1: film, I hadn't seen Halloween, and this film literally starts as Halloween finishes, this Mm. reboot from 2018. So Mm. you have Laurie Stroud, you know, your original final girl. Same scene, yeah. She's stabbed in the stomach. She's travelling to hospital with her daughter and her granddaughter. Michael Myers then managed to break out of the basement. in the basement of the house, but, yeah. Somehow, okay. What I didn't get from this is, i thought michael myers was human from this he's clearly a terminator i mean he's become
0: supernatural that something they have that's ex- happened they over? explained once or twice in other films that he has um a condition um and i think it's the same condition one of the bond villains has where he doesn't feel pain and he's ultra strong oh, but that doesn't mean he can't be killed well sure so it does not mean is- i mean the I last scene
1: it. of this, I was like, "Well, this is ridiculous. This guy's just like Wolverine, basically. Because yeah. if you've been shot this much and beaten up this much, how do you then manage to climb so back to feet?" So that's what and I think they people? need to
0: do. They're halfway between it here. They're basically hinting to us that the guy's supernatural. So why not lean into that and take the franchise in a different direction? Because we're bored now. Even Michael more... Myers is not coming back to hunt his sister in the same town he grew up in. The man is dead
1: even more so because they don't even call him michael myers in the cast list anymore he's called the shape so the guys who play michael myers what? james dual courtney and nick castle they're called the shape and that so i don't know if they're moving towards
0: something Ooh, else
1: altogether. maybe but
0: there's more than one of them
1: i anticipated to be terrified going into this it's not terrifying Mm-mm. but i will say and i'm going to ask you what he thinks after this it was Insanely gory. I did think it was incredible. Really? Just, I just felt like it hit the ground running. Well, not maybe insanely gory. I don't know. Saw it hit the ground running. It was just like gruesome death after well, gruesome no death. Saul. What
0: do you no, <sighs> no, I no.
2: wasn't taken by this film. I did. I didn't. It wasn't my bag. And I know that in the sense that I'm not traditionally a horror fan. And I, and it's you interesting. Like
0: this kind of shit, really. Like you you've babysat me through horror films before. We're kind of into it.
2: Well, you yeah, are the other horror film. We saw. Are you I talking was.
0: talking about this Midsummer. Don't like, that, say that's a, it's Midsummer. It's triggers.
1: This <laughs> it.
2: this has nothing on something like Midsummer. It has nothing on something like Saw. It's gory, but it's not shock gore. The gore, if it is at all, see it a mile off. You see it a mile off, and when it's on the screen, it's only there for a fraction of a second. And it's kind of like the top the sort of the toss up between it look it's almost like they're playing a the game of, okay, we've gone through all this effect to put all this makeup and make it look like this guy has whatever it is going through his face or through his neck or whatever gory end has met them, mm-hmm. but they can only keep it on the screen for a fraction of a second to. I don't know, to keep it believable. I don't know, maybe maybe it's because the physical effects or the or the mm. prosthetics aren't quite good enough for a 4K screening. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, it, it, if compared to something like Saw, where well, I feel genuinely ill watching some of the visual yeah. effects in that, they were flashed on the screen for a second. And for a film that wasn't particularly scary, and as you say, you could see it coming a mile off, it follows all of those slasher movie tropes and it's just so bloody predictable
0: think that's where they fall down isn't it exactly i think they were trying to do right by the original fans and try and make an original traditional halloween film because they 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 broke out of mold in the early 2000s and i liked those halloween films they're trying to return to it but we've moved on we're not scared by it anymore
1: I do feel as well they tried a little bit to buy into the political culture of the day with the whole kind of, they have this whole insane mob scene in the hospital because there are other people who have escaped from the mental hospital as well and they're not necessarily Michael Myers so people get the wrong person. And this is all led by Tommy, who having just watched original Halloween, is one of the little kids that she's babysitting along with with Carl Richards. Awful things happen to all the people who survived this. But Tommy, played by Anthony Michael, always broke my heart a bit because this is Brian the Brave he looks like dog shit. Breakfast Club. And he just is such a roided up idiot these days. Anyway, mm. he not in a, he, doesn't, he doesn't mean badly, but like I say, he ends up leading this kind of terribly murderous mob through the hospital. And it's just, it's bonkers. And it's insane. It's a question of like, where does the evil lie? Does the evil lie in us in the town because we're all... all we... I was so going
0: to say that was, that the, only, that was do, the only scary bit
1: to me. But they didn't they didn't they didn't have enough guts have to, to go through. with that and to follow through and to make it interesting enough it just then went back that to was like, scary you know, yeah
0: in the that, hospital with all those gun toting yeah. americans and sure we, as, we as british viewers are scared of that that scares yeah. us because we know how it ends yeah. That was
1: scary to me.
0: And to have but made really a braver a movie, through.
1: maybe, and to have followed that through would have been a scarier movie. Because they were was. trying to
0: get in on the Purge vibe a bit there, I think. And it didn't work. I think the way this franchise needs to go, and I know Michael Myers very well, very good friend of mine, um, they need to lean into that supernatural <laughs> element of him. It's coming. A bit like how, do you think it's coming? No, 2022 is going to be Halloween ends but will i think we we need to lean into the fact that michael myers is not a human a bit like in scream they understood to get this franchise continuing on it's different killers every time and that screams bag right so it's it's someone in the mask it's not the same person it's someone else every time but michael myers is not human I think and we need will- to do that
1: I think it'll be really interesting because obviously we've got a new screen coming out haven't we with mine and stewart's close personal not close personal at all, but our personal favorite it. jack quaid from lower decks and the boys Courtney Cox is back, and I think it'll be interesting to see because Scream Campbell's back freshened up the genre so much, and they've sat mm-hmm. back and they've, they've waited, and now they're coming at a time where maybe that, that could really shake up the genre all over again. It
0: shook it up when it first came out, and it was groundbreaking, and I hope it does it again.
1: What I will say about Halloween Kills mm-hmm. and the original Halloween that I watched is, of course, you realise once again, my God, that's, the score is a work of art and i quite like the fact that this halloween kills threw itself back to all the 70s vibe and the it was one of The titles and everything and it really throws itself back to the original halloween titles aesthetically perfect i did not find the original halloween all that scary either although can I imagine watching the original day why I think the scene where she where, where you find In the where wardrobe. she all the bodies everywhere, like everyone just comes dropping it that's perfection
0: you've got perfection. to think about watching it back then pre-saw, pre-screen you're sterilised th- by it
1: considering it's a 45, 44 year old film or whatever, made 44 years ago, it's my goodness really good. it's fresh as a daisy the original Halloween
0: I love it um i would still go and see halloween kills if you are a fan of the franchise and you're a fan of halloween themed films or horror films in general you got to go and see this because you have to see every part of
1: there's no the franchise. Other horror film out is there at the cinema this halloween and it is as much as Stuart poo-pooed me it is it is gory enough i mean i like, I, I, I let Judge Jager watch a lot of yeah. lot of stuff but this it's pretty It's yeah it's pretty there's a mm. lot of I saw you with your fingers up to your eyes Ashley there was some mm. watching through fingers
0: I can't remember I can't remember I'm just too invested in the, in the Michael Myers of it so I get a bit frightened <laughs> too
1: invested.
0: but it's I'm sticking with my Michael Myers and I just adore the franchise and this wasn't a wonderful one but I see what they were trying to do but I implore them to do the other thing I'm sure they were thinking of so they need to do what they did in the early noughties and just go rogue as fuck because we're we're bored now we're sterilised against horror and gore now you need to freak us out in a different way and this has been a terribly
1: long podcast but I will just say as well I greatly (laughs) love the scenes of um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Will Patton in
0: the hospital together
2: as the sheriff and, and, and you know, back... Sexy, sexy. 70s. Stuart, did you find that sexy, sexy? What? You no, had I, 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 had another, I had another comment entirely lined up. I was going to say, if you want to take, get me into a cinema to see a horror film, someone, a studio, finally needs to pay for the screenplay uh, of Guillermo del Toro's long-awaited, long-rumoured adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's The Mountain of Madness. That needs to be made. That's a film that I would go and see in A heartbeat at a cinema
1: tip from Stu You heard it here first. first. What else do you hear first? On and also, the other thing the last thing I'll leave you with is if you're looking for stuff to watch for Halloween, it chapter two is still oh. available for free on yeah. Amazon Prime at the moment. Soon
0: to be second husband Bill Hader, oh.
1: and that's well worth it. I've watched it and I've watched it at the cinema, but obviously, two years ago, watching them back to back on two nights, but it chapter two
0: and up. I it's have good. a phobia of clowns but oh, I sat that. through both of these in the cinema with Emma, oh no I think I saw the first one with someone else but I cried both times, that's how scary it is but the clown phobia I think got to me, well worth it though as it's on, they're so I good so Halloween. good. and She's Bill Hader is the best person alive perhaps <laughs> by <bar> me <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> too. We'll throw you in there too, Stupasque. <laughs> Anywho, babes. Have a top fucking week, bitches. Are you recapping or not? No. Um, I've turned all my tabs off, so I can't remember. I can we say, about. We about
1: Halloween Kills. We threw in some It Chapter 2 as well. Mm. Pass gave us a marvellous rendition of Midnight Mass and also a mini-review mm. of Venom, There Will Be Carnage, available in mm-hmm. all cinemas. Ashley and I. Murders in the
0: building is great. Murders
1: in the building, awesome and underwatched. Available on Martin Short, Steve Martin, Lena Gomez, great, and also Lady Boss the story. Jackie Collins Mm. also
0: brilliant. Mm.
1: We talked a little bit about the visit. We talked a little bit about dear Dear Evan Evan Hansen, Hansen, questionable. We're not sure we want that. And that I think is Is everything.
0: All right, babes. What does everyone have to do? Who's listening, Emma? Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. and, subscribe. Like like and subscribe. Like tell subscribe. One friend. Sniff my candle! Oh, don't say stop it. No smell your goop is cool. <laughs> stop it. No, I like sniff my don't candle. Don't shout sniff my candle at me. Sniff but it! Then. I've broken it, I Emma. want to sniff your candle. <laughs> Emma, I'm still on I lookout. I would rather <laughs>
1: sniff anyone's
0: candle than goop. Every time I go into Aldi, I'm looking for those big candles that Emma <sighs> likes. The big... Candle candle. Like I light candle I light a candle. candle and you can't see it, I light a candle when I do this that- Whoa, 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 whoa whoa, 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 whoa!
2: That is an Emma's open flame, Emma.
0: Down twice in the last year. That's why Stuart's very upset. By the way, do not leave
2: that unattended.
0: oh in Paris and she's just Are those really leggings
2: nylon? Nails? I'm very concerned.
0: <laughs> well been a joy thank you guys a i have to pee really badly and b we've been talking for hours I know. So and i have to go I'm, look I'm after gonna leave my you babes
1: i have to look after my nine thousand children not even all white different extra ones <laughs> <laughs> until next week adios bitch. adios right, bye bye, bye.